My Last Truths. I like to start this program recapping the last three episodes of the art series by giving you the Webster Dictionary definition of talent. But first, let me just preference by saying that it is a noun. And the definition is having a natural aptitude or skill. Here are some of the most common synonyms that describes talent is having aptitude, bent, endorsement, faculty, flair, genius, gift, head, or knack. Now personally, I don't agree with all of these because I like to think of I like to think of it as being a little bit more than that. You see, when I think of talent, I think of someone having the X factor or it. Or the chosen one, if you will. Of course, these are all slang terms, but you tell me, what do you think? So let's discuss as we recap the art series and my introduction to the art of talent and how I've used it over the years. Hello, everyone. Welcome to my podcast. I'm your host, Ingram ES, and this is Your Talented? Hashtag, don't hate me because I'm talented. As I open my show, defining the word talent makes me immediately reflect on my childhood. When I spoke about them in the first episode, I didn't realize it back then, but now I do that I could say without any reservation that I am a talented person and I'm proud of it. Wow. (laughs) Wow. I can't believe I just said that. By me just saying that took a lot out of me because that's just not who I am or something that I would say or even believe ordinarily. But today I could say it without any doubt because I believe it and I'm owning it. And you don't know how huge that is for me, believe it or not. You see, I've always been a shy person, you know, coming up over the years. So shy that I was afraid to tell people that I was a shy person because in my mind I thought, it would bring more attention to me. And that was something I just didn't want. You know, I even shied away from cameras. I didn't like to take pictures. Anytime I saw somebody with a camera, I'd go the opposite direction, you know, or hold my head down or turn my face or whatever. You see, I just wanted to draw and stay to myself. And I thank God for the Walt Disney characters, the Looney Tunes, and so many other cartoons because they kept me engaged, you know, in spite of the fact that I came from a large family. You see, art was my friend, but I don't think my family really thought much of it, you know? And I'm sure there was times, even my mother probably thought, you know, Sharon is back in her room and I'm sure she's drawing again. That girl's in her own little world when she gets into her artwork. But in spite of that, I think my mom was cool about it, you know, because I I guess she figured I was out of her hair, you know, not all up under her. So I think she was really cool about it. it. You see, I could always entertain myself because I kept myself either in art, sports, 
or even decorating from time to time. Yeah, I used to decorate my bedroom or my mom's living room, you know, and I really enjoyed decorating as well. Now, as far as my siblings go, they followed my mother's lead when it came to my talent. Because whenever I did any drawing, wrote a poem, or decorated, they would always find fault in my work. If my mother said something negative, they would just simply follow suit and nitpick or simply just find reasons to put it down. And I tried to, you know, um, shrug that off and act like it didn't bother me, it didn't hurt me. But after, you know, a number of years growing up with this, you know, it played on my psychic and it really did affect me. You know, I got to the point where I didn't even want to share my work. You know, um, my, my family was, I'm sure my mom loved me. Let me just preference by saying that, you know. But I just felt like, you know, I was, nothing that I could do was ever good enough. You know, and I always felt, you know, I just simply enjoyed drawing because that was my first love. That was the first thing that I discovered in my life. And to hear them, you know, give me their feedback, which was always negative, you know, um, really just took a toll on me. And I'm going to talk about that a little bit more, but we're going to take a break at this point and come back on the other side as we kind of recap some of the highlights of the previous episodes. And uh, I'll share a little bit more um, about that with you as well. You know, I I have to say, I'm sorry, we're going to take a break. I have always admired those who had parents that supported their talent or encouraged them to pursue it. You know, if they had if they had siblings, you know, that stood by them or believed in them, no matter what, and just kind of pushed them along. You know, I used to stand back and admire that or I hear their stories and um, all I could think of is, wow, you know, that's really nice, you know. That was really nice. Unfortunately, I wasn't raised like that. You know, instead, I was always reminded in so many ways to just not show off, you know, not, uh, you know, brag about your stuff or your talent, you know. Um, and when I talked about it, I um, I even almost put it down before they, I, I gave them the chance to put it down, you know, because I just knew it was coming. So I just felt like there was times that my mom, I don't know, I guess she just didn't want me to outshine my siblings. That's the only thing I could think of to help make me understand why she did what she did, you know, because uh, that was the only way I could rationalize it. And yet, I felt like I could not deny my own talent. But over the years, I felt like my mom was trying to shun it, you know, muffle it or or keep it at bay, you know, or Sharon, keep it to yourself, you know. And so when there was times when I had to even perform, you know, I second-guessed myself. I doubted my work. And um, I was almost hesitant to ever show it or stand up to the mic. And 
and sing or whatever. You know, there's an expression where they say, um, you could take a horse to the water, but you can't make them drink it. <laughs> well, I was that horse. And I would always go to the water. It didn't matter if it was in my, my neighborhood, across t town, across country. You know, I'd go and travel for that stage or for that accolade. And I remember, like I said earlier, in one of my first episodes, I used to go to various art schools, you know. And, but I knew it wasn't about, well, I guess it kind of was. Someone put me down and second-guessed myself. Because I, I never had no one to encourage me, you know. Um, and that was just really kind of sad because I'd go to these schools and I'd stand on the campus and just in awe, you know, thinking, how can I get in it? How can I? I'll never be able to afford this. And I tell you, the, tui into, the tuition for these schools was insane, you know. It really was. It was, it was way over my head. But confidence was something that I craved. And I looked at other people, and I thought, wow, how do they do that? You know, where did that come from, and how can I get it? You know, because I, I was very hard on myself, you know. Lots of times I felt like I'm, I didn't want to shame myself or my family. Or, or, you know, when I get back home, you know, I'll ask my mom, you know, I would be hesitant to ask my mom, you know, what she thought or how she felt about something because she would always find fault. You know, I don't care how beautiful a picture is, literally, you know, and you can ask a hundred people, but she would be the one that said, well, you know, Sharon, you know, I don't know why you colored it that or why did you design that or why... What was your point? What were you trying to say? With I, I just didn't see it. I didn't feel it. Or I didn't. No, I didn't care for it. You know, um, and that really hurt it. That that's just, you know, resonated in me for years. You know, I I want to kind of fast forward and share something with you that maybe even could validate, you know, my point here, and that was. Around Christmas time, I'm fast forwarding now about, shoot, 25 or 30 years, and I'm a grown woman uh, at this point. And I was, um, it was Christmas time, and I wanted to give my, my siblings, you know, because we all exchanged gifts and everything, and this is a large family. Um, but I didn't have the money. At the time, I had no real money to go out and buy eight, nine, ten different gifts, you know. And so I said, you know, I thought about my talent. I said, I've never properly shared my talent with, you know, my family members per se, you know. And I said, well, let me create a package and, you know, put it all in one package individually, you know, and um, wrap it up, present it, or put it under the tree and give it to my family as a gift. And so inside this package was a CD that I had made all of my original songs. It was about seven songs. And um, these seven songs, I think four or five of them had music too, and I think a couple of them were acapella, right? And then I gave them a poem. Each one had um, an original poem, 
in their in their individual packages. I gave them an individual art piece, you know, from my collection of art, you know, a finished product. And the fourth item was a DVD. A DVD that I had made back in the 80s of um, all of our family gatherings and highlights of special events and you know seeing the our nieces and nephews grow up and you know how we evolved uh, you know throughout that decade and things that we did and I always used to have a, a video camera with me and I used to just shoot different things different you know throughout that decade and so anyhow I decided to get it all these little films um brought together and edited and had professionally um, put together on a CD, you know, or DVD, if you will. And uh, I told my family, I put it in in this package with my, my music, my poem, my art, and this video uh, taping of the 80s, the entire decade. And so I gave it to them, and that Christmas morning, of course, you know, they was like, oh, mm, ah, okay. Well, Sharon, you know, thank you, and all of this, that was nice. And then, you know, and, you know, just being polite, if you will. And, uh, and I, but I didn't question it at that time. I just thought, okay, at least they are recognizing, they appreciate it, I think, you know. But by the end of that day, <laughs> And when Christmas was kind of coming to um, the end of the day and half of them were gone, a majority of them were gone, it was just me and my mom and I think one or two left over, they left my gift behind. Some of them, you know, it was sitting on a table or sitting on a chair somewhere. And uh, I said, okay. I tried not to read too much into that, but I called them and I called them back and I gave it to them. And um, then later on down the line, a few weeks later, or a couple of months later, I remember getting in one of my sister's car. I don't know, we were going somewhere. And I saw my CD on the floor in the back and almost halfway under a mat. I'm thinking, is that my CD? You know, and um, of course my sister had no act like she had no knowledge of it. But I just thought, wow, okay, that's how they're treating my work. Alrighty then, you know. And then I, I remember going to their homes over the years, you know, back and forth. We'd visit one another. And I never saw one of my art pieces on their wall. I never saw my poetry on their wall, you know. Um, I do remember one sister, I gave them an art piece that I bought somebody else's art when I went to some kind of a festival in Harlem one day and I, you know, it was a black and white piece and I gave it to my sister, uh, one, my oldest sister, and I did see that on her wall one day because, you know, this was, this came from Harlem and it was from some artist, I guess, from out of there, you know. But um, I never did see none of my work and that kind of sent, sent a message to me as well. You know, and I can honestly say, fast forward 10 years later, to this day, not one of my siblings have ever commented to me about my artwork or my gift to them. After that initial opening on Christmas Day, not one of them 
have said anything else to me that they heard the CD, that what they thought about my CD. Um, my art wasn't displayed, again, not any of my poetry in their home, you know. Uh, they to show any pride or any acceptance of my work. And that really hurt it. I, I just I just thought, okay. I didn't I didn't say nothing about it or anything. And I just left it at that, you know. But that's alright. Listen, we're gonna be right back. We'll take a break at this point and continue on the other end. Stay with us. Let me ask you. Have you ever worked on your dream job? Or have you ever dreamed, have bought your dream home, I'm sorry, or even dated or married your dream mate? Well, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that I think most of us have not. Oh, I know for sure I haven't, you know. But I can say that I have you know, on one of those things, well, it's not even listed here. And that is that I did attend my dream school. You guessed it. <laughs> the Art Institute. You know, I, I did. Although it took me 40 years to get in it, the point is that I did attend my dream school. You know, it was a it was truly a dream come true. Because what it also came with was having a dream mentor. Yes, my teacher, Miss Angelina. I got dream grades, and I also got on the dream honor roll. I'm still, you know, <laughs> I'm still tripping on that to this very day, you know. And I graduated with a 3.5 GPA. What? What? <laughs> you know, listen, let me just preference by saying, ladies and gentlemen, I came up through school as a C student. And I was a proud C student because I had to earn that. You know, I ain't ashamed to say it. You know, um, I had to work for C. The only things I really thrived in, you know, when I was coming up through, you know, high school was the arts what can I say the arts and sports I could easily get an A or maybe a B in, in those classes you know so for me to get a 3.5 and be on an honor roll and all these sort of things man that was a dream in itself in short it was a dreamful time for me and I really didn't even want to wake up from it like they say in France, c'est si bon, c'est bon, c'est si bon, c'est bon. It's so good. That's French, y'all, just in case anybody didn't know. I'm sure you've heard people say over the years how much a good teacher can affect the outcome of a student's learning. Well, it's true. A good teacher can make all the difference in the world, because I'm here to tell you, you know, what you learn and how it can affect you through life has a lot to do with how you were being, you know, uh, how you were learning in school and the teachers behind you. 
I was fortunate enough to have had that experience at the Art Institute. You know, and I'm a better person as an artist because of what I learned at the Art Institute. And I will always treasure it and be thankful for it. In spite of the fact that the blessings came to me much later in life. But the point is, it's better late than never, right? Now before we close, I want to also just kind of give you an idea of how I came up with the name of my, my podcast name, You're Talented, as well as hashtag, don't hate me for, because I'm talented. Well, I, I gave this a lot of thought, you know, and um, when I thought about the name and I, it made me question myself. Like I said, my family over the years always made me second guess myself and my talent, you know, and it really affected my confidence or lack thereof, you know. And um, so I even questioned myself, well, Sharon, are you talented? Are you? You know, or someone would ask me, oh, you're talented? No, or someone would say, look, girl, you're talented. You're very talented, you know. And so um, I really thought that over and played it over, over and over in my head, and it really stuck, you know. Because at first I was going to do something totally different. I was going to go and talk about family issues, civil rivalry, you know, being the middle child or the black child of the family and all of that. And I thought, no, no, no. I ain't gonna even take that on because I just felt like over time that would depress me and that was just too dark, you know? So I thought, let me do something light, you know, fun, that I enjoy, that I know, and then more importantly, that I'm very passionate about, you know? And that is the arts, you know? I've always wanted to um, be a part of the performing arts in some ways, form or fashion, you know, um, I always uh, enjoyed art in itself, you know, uh, creating it. And like I said, when I discovered my own style, you know, the Art Institute brought that out in me. So yeah, I decided it was a question mark, you know, for myself and I'm posing it to anyone else out there. So that's how I came up with the title. You're talented. Now the hashtag, don't hate me because I'm talented, um, <clears throat> excuse me, is a, coming from a place of defense, really. You know, because over the years, like I said, my family really beat me up. <laughs> you know. I, I mean, I, I was, I, I felt like when I showed my craft or any degree of my talent, and, you know, to hear whatever they had to come back, I'm dodging darts being thrown at me, you know, pot shots and this sort of thing. I didn't like that, you know. I didn't tell them then, but I could surely tell them now, don't hate me because I'm talented, you know. And I remember one time I was listening to this commercial many years ago. Gosh, I'm talking about good 30, 35 years ago. I think there was a commercial on TV and I, I'm not sure 
that this young lady was talking about makeup or her hair or her clothes. I don't even remember that. But I do remember this. She had a tagline at the end of the commercial. And she said, don't hate me because I'm beautiful. You know? And, you know, back then, you know, I didn't think nothing of it. But apparently, it was something that stayed in my psychic because I conjured it up. Here I am, you know, like I said, 30 years later and on my own podcast. And um, that's where I got that, that, con- that whole concept from. And I just kind of changed the last word of that statement. Don't hate me because I'm talented. That's my hashtag. And on that note, I want to thank you all for tuning in once again this week to my podcast. It was truly a blast last month. Starting next week, we will begin our new series on poetry, talking about various styles and subject matters of poetry. I will be sharing some of my own uh, poems, and uh, if you'd like to chime in and share one of yours, you're surely welcome. You can always hit me back up on Facebook or my email. Again, this is your Talented. And always remember, for any of those who want to throw shade or um, any pot shots to you, you know, um, you tell those naysayers our hashtag. Don't hate me because I'm talented. Thank you.